They're indigo. They're colored. <laughs> I didn't let it work. So I should start this. So I got my own office now. I'm square. I have one person that works for me, and he does all the work. I just push paperwork. Does that please even have internet though? Is he a fuckboy? He could be. He's 63 years old. He's about he's, he's a three of me, size-wise. He waddles around. He's 63, and he puts metal parts into these boxes like they're nothing. And I'm like, fuck, I can't do that shit. So he doesn't care that you're doing your parabola research while you're at work? He didn't know. I'm his boss. He's not going to say anything. I don't even let him know because he's not in the office. He's in the warehouse. My office is by itself. Where did you do your research, Rob? I didn't. (laughs) I didn't go to work, so I didn't do my research. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't research uh, Indigo Kids while you were hanging out at work? No. Doing some customer service? I didn't go to work. No, I don't do customers. You are now. No. no. Nope. No. I started to do some research on Indigo Children, and then I thought it sounded like a bunch of crap, so I had to stop. Well, ultimately... <clears throat> well, at least he's honest, right? Ultimately, yeah. it sounds like crap. So you didn't even get into Me. the Crystal Children or the Rainbow Children. You just stopped right at Indigo? Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't Did you get scare? to the other colors. You know, I didn't think I was privileged enough to... To read about the children that were that special. Privileged enough. Yes. Can we also, uh, before we get into this discussion, address the fact that we have been MIA for uh, a little bit of time? Oh, I thought we were running. Chupacabras. I thought, are we recording? Yeah. 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 This is it, buddy. This is the show. This is good. All right. I like this. Yeah. Because that's a really good intro. We have to talk about how we, we were missing because we were on hiatus. It's like when your favorite show has the season finale. Just disappears. And then they're gone for an extended period of time. Do you think anybody considers our show their favorite show? I would hope that somebody would. I mean, outside your mom. Oh, all right. That that probably narrows the field a little. (laughs) My mom doesn't listen anymore. Oh, great. She forgot that we were there. Yeah. (laughs) So we were abducted by chupacabras. Well, they were invading the studios, and we had to get some serious fumigation done to get rid of them. Sounds like a plan. And how did it work? It took a while, but they're gone. See? For the most part. I was at my adding, you know what happened. Except well, Chewie. No one's sucking my blood right now, so. There's one left over. His name's Chewy. He's domesticated Chupacabra. Oh, he's the so uh, house pet. Yes. What do you feed him? Goats. Tim Hortons Timbits? Fainting goats? He'll, he'll eat the jelly ones, but then he gets pissed off because he thinks they're blood. When he finds out they're jelly, he's like, I thought this was goat's blood in these. And he gets angry. So that's our so that's, that's our producer right now, right? Yeah. Chewy. Chewy. The Chupacabra. Chewy. Yep. Would All he right. eat indigo children if we brought them? He sure is. They, doesn't that sound good, though? Indigo. Let's have some indigos tonight. And, you know, they think they're so special, they should see it coming, but they won't. <laughs> they just have ADD. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. That's a whole nother bullshit lie, but that's the whole thing. 
Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. Okay. Well, no. thanks, Rob. That's what your research told you about indigo children. No, I have other things here. Oh. I have other notes. Do you really like for real? For kind real? of. If Wikipedia is real, <laughs> <laughs> it's as real as the people who put it in. <laughs> yep. So after this long hiatus, this is what we come back with. Indigo children. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm an indigo child. So if you um. If you've been there, we there it is. Turn the page when you hear that noise. <laughs> turn the page. Um, so, if you guys missed Parababel, uh, welcome back to Indigo Children. <laughs> I can't even say crystals, crystal kids, <laughs> crystal meth kids. Uh, oh, didn't they say something about kids being on drugs? Yes, they are resilient. They are more more prone to being addicted to drugs later in life. I got a whole bunch of stuff on it, but I think we have to share with our visitors the email that I I just recently got. That would be awesome. (laughs) Where's that that sound effect? We need an email. Let's open our email bag. Yeah. Like, our listeners would want to know this, right? Absolutely. All all a couple of you that are out there, you know. um, There's our email. And I also want to thank, you know, Tim Shaw again, the Reverend Tim Shaw for the wonderful uh, shows that we got to do as our... Mid-season finale. <laughs> yeah. And now we're back. Yeah. Right? This is like the AMC. Everyone's it's a little late <laughs> that we're announcing that, but yeah, it was. It was. So as most of you out there in Parababel land know, um, we run a paranormal group in addition to the wonderful and unique podcast that we bring you on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> that works. Um, there it is. So every once in a while, we get these strange little emails from... People that are looking to start up new paranormal shows. Okay, this isn't strange. This is super serious and it could be our future. Well, I think Harlan Friedman, the SVP of development for FJ Productions, sounds pretty official, don't you? You're you're throwing this guy under the bus. We're not going to get those emails anymore. (laughs) We're done. We've been cut off. Put your hand up if you're worried about that. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a trick question. <laughs> so, um, the, the title of this email says, Casting for New Paranormal Series. And I'm going to ask our, our listeners to help us out with this, right? <laughs> because we're at a loss of what we should do. So, if this is a great opportunity for some interaction, and maybe somebody out there will have an awesome this, idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. So, it says, Greetings, Paranormal, paranormal Group Leader. Okay. We are casting for Discovery's Destination America Cable TV Network to find the next big paranormal team. Is your paranormal team ready to have their own TV series? Question mark? (laughs) Yeah, we are. (laughs) Aren't we all? Here's how you can audition. One, make a three to five minute video of your team together, three to five people, that showcases your personalities. In parentheses, (laughs) not ghost hunting. Even though this is a show about, you know, ghosts and paranormal teams. This is an audition video where you will be judged for your creativity and personalities, not your paranormal skills. We're probably going to get a call back on this. And determine, that determination will come later in the audition process. So they want us to put together a video of three to five minutes of three to five of us doing something that is not ghost hunting. Could be anything. Could be anything. Could be anything. Right? Hmm. So if anybody out there listening has any good ideas about what that should look like or could look like, let us know. Um, So then the next step would be to email this guy back and say that we want to audition our team. 
Um, there's a deadline in here. And then there's a instruction to upload the video to YouTube and email this person a link. It's that simple. And FYI, and here's here it comes people, FYI, we don't know exactly what the show creatively will be until we find the right team. Good luck. We look forward to seeing your videos. So they want everybody to do their work for them. How so I think we should go and look for a homeless guy and have him be a member. And then we should go and find maybe a prostitute. I was going to say stripper, but if you want to go that way. Yeah, class. I mean, same same kind of you know situation. Um, Crackhead. You know, just some random people. And let's just get everybody together and have a conversation. Pay him. You pay him. <laughs> a couple crack rocks, some wine, and a couple dollars to act like they know each other doing their thing. I have at least two of those three things here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Jeff had the best idea so far. And um, his idea was that we should record ourselves watching paranormal shows and basically making fun of them. That's right. <laughs> so if anybody else has any better ideas, I mean, you guys have been listening to us hopefully for a while by now. You should know a little bit about our personalities. I think even though, you know, this is a podcast, they'll still come through. So uh, if you have any ideas about what we could do, drop, drop us a line. And um, let's, let's see what people come up with, if anything. They're going to come up with tons of ideas. Let's hope so, because... Because we want to be TV stars. Don't Come on, we? <laughs> we right. want to be on so, Destination. I just had to America. share that. We, we had some interesting things happen while we were away. We had some random person post on our uh, Facebook page that all we have to do is invite him to meet the demons. Yes. Sulfur and, chasers. Uh, yeah, we should talk to that guy. Yeah. And, you know, we got this email about paranormal auditions. So, you know, it's been, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. It's been busy. I mean, if you're a crazy person who thinks demons hate them more than other people, I guess, you know, don't message us. Um, but everybody else, you're okay. <laughs> that easy, huh? Yeah. I, I want to meet the demon chaser. Do you know? Demons hate him. It's okay. He chases them, though. That's why they hate him. Uh, I thought it was an interesting email. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. The guy laid it all on the table. Yeah. He is willing to be demon bait. I just, Demon bait. I just don't like that we have to pay his travel expenses. I'm not yeah. on board with that. Did he say where he lives? No. Hmm. He no. has a public Facebook page, though, so you could go and look at it. Hmm. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash parabel, and find his... Stuff. Yeah. His ongoings and doings. Okay. So now I feel like everyone's yeah. caught up on current events. Right? Am I missing anything? No. Nope. You're Allison. Just in case. I am. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. That's Rob. Yep. And I'm me. That's Jeff. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And together right we did. make Parabellum. Oh my god! Any I just, sprinkles? I just feel like that was like Power Rangers. Like, put your rings in. Oh, did you guys see the new Power Rangers movie? No. I have, and I'm going to see it again on Saturday. <laughs> no, you're not. Are you really? Oh no. Your brother's like obsessed, isn't he? Yeah, I yeah. saw it before him, so. Yeah. I was not a Power Ranger kid. Me I missed either. that whole thing. That was not my generation. Nope. I was the She-Ra, He-Man generation. I like them too, but I, I was in the, too unique, old. in the unique range. I was probably too young for He-Man, but I was in that you know that time period where I could hit both of them, so I was lucky. Yeah, I was, I was still playing lucky. around with Flintstones. I um, was watching She-Ra episodes on um, Netflix. They don't hold up, do they? They're still good. <laughs> I mean, it's the same story every single time, just slightly mm-hmm. different. 
Um, but you know how it comes up with recommendations on the bottom? You know, like when you're yeah. going, mm-hmm. yeah. Like so, now you should watch this. Yes. So there was like 98 episodes of She-Ra, and <laughs> I only watched maybe 20 or 30. Um, yeah, that's not a lot. They're especially good, though, when you're trying to fall asleep, you know? So I happened to notice that Jem came up then underneath that. So now I've been watching Jem. Mm-hmm. No. And this song's like, gets stuck in my head. Oh. Oh, yeah. This episode of Parody Apple is not <laughs> in the children anymore. It's now 80s cartoons. It's Netflix. <laughs> 80s, 80s cartoons, cartoons are great. All right. Yeah. So, well, kids would watch cartoons. It's related. Good segue. See that? But, that's what they pay me the big bucks but, for. But, but <laughs> would indigo children watch cartoons like this? Well, they because... do have ADHD, so it might be hard. But then again, the cartoons are only like 20 minutes long at a time. So And they're out trying to save the world. Yeah, that is true. Are they? That's According to them, they are. Mm-hmm. So there's three generations, right? Indigos, crystals, crystals, and rainbows. And rainbows. Which one are you? Are they like different rankings, like the yes. military? Yeah. Well, they, they they all have unique powers. They do, and so, like, they're all from different time frames. So, like a rainbow is a higher ranked than a crystal. No. 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 The crystal is first, right? No, the indigo is first. The so indigo. indigos are kids born between 1960 and 1980. Oh, crystals okay. are born between no the special ones crystals are born between 1980 and 2000 and right. then rainbows are born after the millennium so after the year 2000 that's the crystal sounds down. so cool i want to be a crystal uh, i'm a crystal you could be i might be after reading some of this i thought maybe i might have been an indigo um i have the 13 different signs that tell you whether you are or aren't so so we could all test ourselves tonight to see. Well, you can't test yourself to be an oh, indigo because you're too young. So this, this right. test is specific to indigos? It is, yes. So is there a specific crystal test? I'm sure like? there probably is, but I didn't research it because it's not me. Ah. So you might want to... Did you try to take any of the tests that you had online? Mm-hmm. I did too. I took a couple. So, okay, so just some more clarification about the three different kinds. Okay, Wait, so... Let's, can we back up a little further? Okay. Um, not to give away my opinion on this bullshit. Yeah. Um, who put this load of crap out there? Who found? Who founded this? Where did this idea come from? Some woman in the seventies. Yes, Nancy Ann Tappy. See, I actually did do some research. <laughs> She's the one who spilled the beans and said, you know, she had identified um, a breed of children that possess this uh, indigo aura of colors around them. And she's the one who really put a fire under everybody's uh, butt about um, how these these indigo kids were put on this planet to help us along, to evolve, be part of the evolution chain and make us go in the right direction. Because they, she saw, or they are seeing that mankind was taking a left when they should have taken a right. Right. So she was the big... Um, shit disturber on this and uh <laughs> she became like the face of this driving thing she probably made some money too um i think she did because she probably came out a couple um couple books along she the probably way did a lecture tour oh absolutely you know um okay so you said you said there was so there's three different ones right so just some basic differentiation between the three so we talked about the time frames for each one of them so indigos tend to be rebellious and warrior-spirited. That's like what they're known for. Crystals tend to be strong and pure-hearted. Right. Rainbows are positive and happy. 
Um, indigos despise the system. So they hate, like, any kind of form of, like, rigid government and, you know, things like that. They want to beat down on it. Yep. Crystals are highly, they have highly developed imagination and creativity. And rainbows are very tech savvy. Indigos love to isolate themselves. I'm too old to be a rainbow, Jeff. Don't be looking at me like that. Um, just barely. <coughs> Crystals tend to be really easygoing. Rainbows tend to be very free-spirited. Um, indigos tend to be very stubborn. Crystals tend to be very passionate. And rainbows tend to have like a real um, love of like animals and nature. Okay. Um, indigos tend to be prone to addiction. Crystals have this desire and passion for the supernatural and superheroes. I think I'm a crystal child. I think you might be. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, those are some differences. Indigos destroy what's not working. They pave the way for a better world. Crystals need to create, develop, and build new ways. So, they try to unite the best of the old and the new together. And then rainbows give life and fertilization to the new and improved world that's brought about by these other two groups. Um, and they're all about trying to come into harmony with nature and, so, and humans. They're all they're all about working on a goal together and getting to a certain point and changing the way this planet is working. Yep. But they all come in with their own set of tools. Yep. They're all, right. all slightly different. Right. I like the indigos personally because... They're kind of badass, actually. Well, yeah, they're like the ninja. Yeah, they're not taking anybody's crap. Nope. I'm turning around on this because I think I'm a crystal child now. I think you are. Well, you know, the crystal child, or crystal, uh, crystal children, um, they have the access of healing and clairvoyant powers. That's what they're saying. And they can get up to the sixth dimension of consciousness. And Isn't that you? We've only been to the fifth. Hang on, though. But they said for scale against this, the sixth dimension... It is said that Jesus Christ is to be on the ninth dimension. These crystals are on the sixth. What's going on? I don't know. Jesus is three levels ahead of me. <laughs> this is a board game, the Indigo board game. <laughs> it's like shoes and ladders. Catch the guy with the robe and the long hair. You like go up a couple, then like you hit a ladder and you got to come back down. It's like Indigo Donkey Kong or something. It says they are passionate about supernatural phenomenon uh -huh. and superheroes. Uh -huh. I'm doing a podcast about supernatural phenomenon right now. And yeah, if you guys yeah. didn't notice, I have a Daredevil t-shirt on right now, too. Are you, are you in this dimension? I'm crystal, no, I'm in, I'm in the fifth right now. You're in the fifth? Yeah. Well, thanks for relating to us. And you're born in the right time frame. I know. Right? Yeah. So that really might be what you are. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, but the, in... Researching all of this, I don't understand how these children are changing the planet. Unconsciously, subconsciously. Well, it's because of the their personality traits. So, they're so, not technically changing us. No, they're changing the world. They're changing the world the way they do things and yep. they're making the shift. Yep. Like when I bitch about millennials. They mm -hmm. came in on a whole different, a whole different phase than what... The older generation came in, and so they're kind of doing it their way, and it's making a push to change things. But if you think about it, like, let's just, and this is just an example, so I don't want to get, like, political about it, but if you think about, like, same-sex marriage. So, 50 years ago, that was, like, really yeah. taboo, not going to happen. Right. 
Then you, the next generation, like the 70s, you know, way more open, free-spirited, free love, still taboo, but better than it was. Then you get into like the 80s and 90s where it's like this new generation that's coming of age is all about, you know, being true to yourself, kind of being more out there about it. And now you have like the millennials that are like, everybody has equal rights. So you can kind of almost see the pattern to this mm -hmm. when you think about it, that every generation that's kind of come has moved forward progressively towards these things. And I'm just, you know, I'm sure there's a hundred other examples that we can look at. But so where do you think these kids are coming from? Does how how know. how much Aliens? does this are these like black eyed kids? Well, at one point I thought that could have been somewhere down on the line, but I think that's a whole other spectrum. My thinking is that with these uh, indico crystal head people kids thingies, <laughs> yeah, that are trying to change my world. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if religion plays a part of this, or the angel and demon hierarchy. Where does all of this fall? They're they're saying it has more to do with like uh, angels and well, less, angelic. Less people practice religion now than like ever before. There's like less people. But going to you just have now. these people, these kids showing up like, boop. Hey, guess what? Between this year and this year, we're established as indigo. This year and this year, we're crystal. And this year we're rainbow. Um, so... We're just there's, there's like squatting indigo children out of the sky and like, you know, and when they're born, what's what's the deal? Where's the parents? Are they somehow part of this, or they're just you know, what what is causing this transformation to happen, and where is it stemming from? Do you like as you get older not become one of these children? Like, is there like an age limit? You could lose the traits of it as you get older. Yeah, mm. you could. It doesn't mean you will, but you could. So you lose your powers as you get older. Your indigo powers. You could. Hmm. Well, it's like anything else. You know, you don't use it, or you start. It's like when kids are known to see ghosts when they're little, because they're more open. And then, as you get older, your you know your brain tells you like that's not real, that can't happen. So it so shuts you see it down. Less and less and less of that as you get older. Hmm. I I just I mean, once a tree hugger, always a tree hugger. I think these kids would stay the same way. I mean, and if they're here, to, okay. <clears throat> if they're here to come in and change the world and put it on the right spin. There's always going to be opposing people who are not going to let go of an old way mm -hmm. or a way that's worked. So do these kids at some point um, get beat down into the sense of, you know what, you're right. You're right. The old way worked. My way, I couldn't. It's like this whole positivity swing that's supposed to be taking over the world where positivity is growing and it's love your neighbor and it's just a big movement. No, there's still people out there who aren't going to change the way they yeah, are. So they have to die off. But, but it's almost, but it's almost, it's almost like, um, oh, what do I want to say? It's almost like racism. You're taught it, so you could be teaching your kids like, look, this is black and white. This isn't black and white. This is the way the real world works. This is the fairy tale world. So that kid will learn and. Just keep battling on. The generations will keep battling on. So I don't understand how these, these... Because I think that those kinds of things become so much more less accepted 
And, I mean, think about it. You know, like, you could say certain words 20, 30 years ago and get away with it, that now if somebody had you saying that and put it up on YouTube, you'd have, you know, 5,000 people people yelling and screaming at you trying to figure out everything in your life so they could ruin it somehow. So I think that those kinds of things are, are just, they have to go more underground if that's what your belief system is because it's not as accepted as it used to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to explain it better, but it's almost like it's become, it's the opposite. Like, it used to be okay to say certain things. Right. And now it's the opposite. Now it's not okay to say those things. So where you might have had public support, you know, 50 so, years ago, so the, you have public a, support the other <clears throat> way now. So it's a, it, it's a push. It's a cultural shift. It's a, it's a shift. Yep. These, these young kids coming in, these... Uh, Rainbows. Crystals. No, rainbows. The new rainbows. Ones. But as the those people, ones. as those kids grow up and they go, they become politicians, they become teachers, they become, you know, whatever they become, they're change makers. That's one of the signs that you're indigo. That okay. you're a change maker. Okay. Hmm. So in doing this research, did you come across anyone that you th- might know that falls in one of these categories? Yeah. I think I'm an indigo and I think my brother's a crystal. Outside of you and your brother, because you know your brother and you know you. Um, Any friends that might have like, yeah, you know I mean, there's, that might fall into that There's person. certain people that might have had some of the characteristics, but I don't know them inside and out to say definitely that's what it is. And I don't even agree with every single one of the traits for Indigo's. Which ones don't you disagree, or which ones? So these are what they are. So these are the 13 signs. I like how there's 13 of them. Um, that tell you whether or not you're an indigo. So the first one is that you feel entitled. So you were born feeling special and you knew it. That sounds arrogant. There that is sounds some, like everybody today. Yeah. There is some arrogance yeah. to, to being an indigo. So two is that you're destined to be here. You're confident and even arrogant at times that you're emboldened by something larger than you can name. Like you have a purpose. You feel like you have a purpose. But lots of people feel like they have a purpose. Okay. So we can get through those, you know. Okay. Three, you have high expectations of yourself and others. This makes for challenging relationships and interactions. You only see the best and expect others to live up to it. Towards yourself, you can be unrelentlessly self-critical. That is me. That is absolutely me. I am very self-critical. This almost sounds like it can read like a horoscope. Yeah. Um, You're perceptive. Indigos see the world differently. Uh, they can see through people trying to put one over on them. So that's like the biggest thing is that, like I wrote on here for my notes, that they have a really good BS meter. Like they can tell when somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, five is that you question authority. <laughs> that is also me in a nutshell. Six is that you want to overturn the man. So you want to get rid of like the difficult rigid systems, like all the red tape that you have to go okay. through for everything, right. overregulation, all those kinds of things. Um, seven is that you're creative. So you're either musically or, or artistically gifted in some way. Um, eight is that you're a change maker. So your perception of the fallings and failings of society are so keen that it makes you a magnificent leader. It's easy for you to see where the pitfalls are and why things aren't succeeding. Right. Which makes Indigo's good leaders in general. 
because they can recognize those things. Um, nine is that you're a lost soul. You feel out of place with others and you recognize that you're different than most people. People either tend to be loners or um, rebels and they're unwilling to compromise to fit in. Ten is that you're driven. So as the indigo, um, like as the soul's mission, like it's encoded in your very being. Like it right. is what you are. You're unwilling to back down from confrontation that you feel um, is important, like strictly out of integrity. So if there's something that you know is not right, you're going to like fight for that no matter what, because you really like feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Um, 11 is that you're passionate and focused. So you have a fiery temperament. It's fiery. really hard to be still or silent. I have a really hard time staying silent. Like if I'm in a meeting and there's 30 people and everybody's talking stuff and it doesn't make any sense, I find it really difficult to like not interject. <laughs> like you guys wouldn't know that about me, right? Um, 12 is that you're frustrated. You become easily frustrated with society and others not shifting quickly enough. Um, like, you know, your soul is restless for change. And I feel like that a lot of times. You know, like you can see how the world could be better and it's so frustrating to see that people are so far removed from being able to think that way that it's very frustrating. Um, and 13 is that you're usually highly psychic. So you have some kind of clairvoyant psychic ability. Okay. Do the indigos have to have <coughs> all of those traits or they could just have some of them? They should have more so than not. There wasn't like a cutoff point where it was like 9 out of 12 or you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, you know like there has to be I think a good deal of those for you to kind of feel like that. And there was some other stuff like indigos tend to be very depressed at times. Mm -hmm. Depression is a big thing. Um, they are prone to addiction. I mean, you know, again, I think that comes from, like, the strong will. You know, it's like when you get involved in something, it's really hard to, like, shift your mindset. Like, I like jelly beans. Yeah. Well, I used to be a smoker. But indigos are also very stubborn. So when I made up my mind that I was going to quit, mm. then I did it. You know? So, I mean, there's a lot of different pieces to it. Okay. So, with that list that you just read. Yeah. Let's take out, let's take out the children. Let's put them outside for a minute. Your muffs, kids. That's where they should be. <laughs> <laughs> All those descriptions right there, those 13 that you just did. How many of us know people in our lives or have worked with people like that who are fitting into those categories who are not those indigo children? You know people that are driven, that are in their 50s, 60s, and they, they refuse. You know people that will speak up against the system. You know um, people who have highly addictive personalities and, you know, they push, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. So this has been around longer than these kids. So do you think this, whatever... Oh, yeah, she made all this Nancy, stuff up. Nancy Tappy just yeah. piped into something. She saw, she saw these movements. Like, think about it like this way. You had the 60s. You had the 50s, innocent innocent time, 60s was changed, 70s was, you know, bell-bottoms war, 80s was like a whole complete disaster on its own, and you see all these movements go through times and these shifts. You think she just tapped into this and said, well, if there's, 
if they're doing that, these kids are going to be born. They're going to be changing what has happened from, you know, the 70s. You know, here I am in the 80s. My child's older now. They didn't like the way things were handled that way. It was wrong at that time. Like you said about the whole, like, you could say stuff back then. If you said it now, you're getting called out, beat down. They see that. They almost like they look backwards to go forwards. Mm -hmm. It's like the social norms change as generations change. And she just kind of coined some some key phrases in looking at that. It's always been like that, though. But well, I think it has. But the other part of that is coming out of the 60s, like, I think people were really like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, there it was, was a confusing There time. was a generation that thought, like, the world was falling apart. It was going to mm-hmm. hell in a handbasket. Like, those damn hippies, they don't yep. shower, they don't cut their hair. Like, this world's going to crash down and die. And then, on the other hand, you had this generation that was like, whoa, man. Yep. Everything's going to be awesome. The, the polar opposite yep. of what... Yep. Was running against everything. And it's almost like she kind of came up with this as a way to, like, Try explain to some of that, categorize maybe. Categorize it, maybe. Or maybe, like, make people feel a little bit better about the future. Like, it's not going to be as bad as you think. Like, this is what's happening. There's these kids that are going to be born that are going to, like, change everything for the good. Yes, excuse to make them think that their kids are special. Well, that's, it, kind, that's... it kind of is the stuff that gives New Age, like, a bad name. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone gets a participate a participation medal. There's a, <laughs> Thanks there's for playing, a, even though you suck. <laughs> philosophy professor and uh, skeptic that has quite a bit to say about you know the Indigo Children. Uh, Robert Todd Carroll is his name. Mm. Did you guys find out anything about him? Go for it. Okay. Well, he notes that many of the commentators on the Indigo phenomenon are of varying mm-hmm. qualification mm-hmm. and experience. <laughs> I know we have to end this podcast on now. And he says that uh, parents may prefer labeling their children as indigo as an alternative to a diagnosis that implies poor parenting, narcissistic parenting, damage, or mental illness. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't beat around the bush, does he? Jim? I like jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not all their traits are bad. I think that's the thing to consider. No. Not all the traits that they should have are bad, but I think, you know, some parents, you know, they're, they're like, oh, our kid's an indigo child, and they raise him up to be a narcissistic able because they think, make him think he's so special all the time. I've never met one. No? <laughs> no. Well, and that... I mean, you all have those people that are in your, your life that they just act like their shit doesn't stink. And so, so we can somewhat agree but, that this has been around for quite some time, but without these kids. I don't think that those same people that act that way and think that way are the people that are trying to change the world. They're not the real indigos. If, There's another know, set of real indigos? No, I mean the ones that are a-holes aren't indigos. They're imitating. Mm-hmm. Imitation. They're indigos. like half indigo? Well, here's something crazy. What if you were born on the cusp of one of these? Can you be both? Like, if you were born in 1980, could you be part indigo and part crystal? I did read something where you, if you were born, what was it? Uh, one would come into this, the, the the indigo or maybe the crystal. I'm not sure which one would come in. And that is what you, you do. You don't come in with past history. You don't come in on a cusp. You come in and as... As that? As that. And there is no, from what I saw, there is no leaping to the next bound, right? Any disagreements on that? Okay, good. Sounds so like what if there's a set of twins? It's... One could and be one, one was born not. on like December 31st, 1979. Like 
11.55. And then the other twin came out like 10 minutes later, January 1st, 1980. You'd have like the super twins, one's indigo, one's crystal. They're taking the world down. Yeah. They're changing it. They're going to throw their flowers everywhere. And... But I think Jeff had a good point in the beginning of this discussion is that how, where are these kids even coming from? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. Like, is it like some spiritual thing? Is it aliens? Is it demons? And some of, <laughs> in some of the research I saw that it, it referred back to um, angels and angelic. And they watch over the planet and they're trying to have this change and always looking for the betterment. So <laughs> there's like 10,000 babies that are going to be born that hour. And you're like, okay, we're going to count off by three. <laughs> Catching Indigo by his. <laughs> and how did this Tappy lady get, get the lowdown on this? Like, did some angel talk to her and tell her like, Hey, Tappy. From what I gathered, she just, <laughs> she just put it together. Tapioca. What? Um, Nancy Tapioco. Tapioco. Uh, <laughs> a loco <laughs> yeah that makes sense she's a psychic oh well there she is and I'm reading this right from uh, David Torment's page of bizarre aspects of indigo children movement in the 1970s self-described psychic Nancy Ann Tappy claimed that she had identified indigo children a breed of children that supposedly possessed indigo auras since then, other people have jumped on the bandwagon combining reasonably good educational techniques with unwise medical choices and truly bizarre world. Oh my god, it's like the sorting hat. So you get a psychic that can read auras. <laughs> What's a sorting hat? The sorting oh hat goodness. from Harry Potter. That's what sorts kids oh, into the different houses. Episode 12. I never saw Harry Potter. Oh my god. <clears throat> That is just ridiculous. So anyway, there's a sorting hat. Rob, so when, you're on my team, right? You, you didn't first, say anything. I've seen Harry Potter. Too many times. When you first come to Hogwarts, you sit on a little stool, and they put the sorting hat on your head, and then it figures out what kind of personality you have and what house you would fit best in, and then it says what house you're going to go in. Slytherin! Gryffindor! Like, whatever, like, you know. Oh, is that That's how you go into the different houses. So this chick can look at a kid and see its aura and go, you're an indigo, you're a crystal, you're a rainbow. Well, doesn't that fall into like the, the, the Reiki and stuff like that? Your colors and your chakras? Yeah, but every person ish. that does like aura work or energy work can see auras differently and they will mean different things to that person. So like blue might mean something to me, but it might so mean something necessarily, else to somebody else. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, a little more on this since we're we're digging around on uh, Nancy Ann here. She claimed to have this uh, synthesia, where the sim- simulation of one sense uh, one sense triggers another, and um, that supposedly let her perceive human auras. Initially, she identified eleven distinct colors of these auras, and in the seventies and eighties, she also noticed the appearance of children with unique indigo coloring around them. She determined that these children had features that would put them at the forefront of a global shift in human consciousness. How many colors are there? Isn't it like Roy Biv? Eleven colors. Eleven distinct colors of auras. Hmm. That's interesting. As reported on, this is a little older, Encyclopedia of American Loons website. American Loons, that's funny. Anyway, uh, Tappy believed that these children were the next step in the human Evolution. The indigo label describes the energy pattern of a human behavior which exists in over 95% of children born in the last 10 years. This has obviously fallen in that indigo pattern. 
Um, so let me go back for a second. She she said that it's <clears throat> exists in ninety five percent of the children born in the last ten years. This phenomenon is phenomenon. Phenomenon is happening globally, and eventually the indigos will replace all other colors. She put. She spent forty years determining the common characteristics of indigos, and of course, she did in nineteen eighty two. Understand your life through color book came out, which um, yeah, pretty much put her at the top of the charts for money and going around. But a lot of people have come at her saying that um, it's all bullshit. But then on the other foot, <laughs> but on the other foot, turn your page. <laughs> on the other foot. <clears throat> Every parent, every kid would probably think that their kids are special, too. Exactly. So where where does it lie with this? I don't know. We always grew up, and my mother was like, you're not anything special. You're no better than anybody else. So have, yeah. you, have you ever said that to your kids? Yep. Yep. You're the yep. same as everybody else. Yep. Not, you're not what so, makes you so, so much, special. Yep. <laughs> what makes you so special? Why are you better than that person? Yep. <laughs> I think that's probably a more normal thing for parents to say as opposed to you are so special i feel like that's a newer thing that parents do like new new parents yeah do. that's why kids suck nowadays like little aiden you're so special <clears throat> i know some people that like this parenting technique that are exactly like that mm-hmm. and um i giggle my ass off everyone trying gets to get in a restaurant all, get... kids running around and climbing yeah, underneath okay. tables it's and it's okay. like he just needs to do that he just has energy he just needs to punch you in the face <laughs> But, <clears throat> so I think, you know, there's a lot of crap that's tied in. You know, they talked about the uh, kids with attention deficit disorder. and You know, they don't want to deal with the problems, so they label it. And, you know, and then they give them these drugs, and then their indigo powers seem to go away. It, it dulls their shine. Don't you think that kids probably always had ADHD? There just wasn't a name for it until more recently. Yeah, Absolutely. Back in the day, it used to be called, oh, it's just energy. Go out there and let them unwind. <laughs> or beat them with a stick. Or beat them with a spoon <laughs> or a belt or a brick. Oh, um, but no. Go run around the yard. <laughs> exactly. Let them get out of it. But, but apparently the doctors seem to think that this is a real case. What? Uh, well, medical. Medically, why? You mean ADHD me- or yes, you mean yes. indigo children? My son, my son is um, attention deficit disorder, all of that. ADHD, attention deficit in high definition, I call it. (laughs) It's in high definition. And when he does take his medicine, he is like a normal child. His attention spans are better. He's not a wild kid in the sense like where you have to go outside and run around. He has the problem of focusing. Yeah, well, that's my brother too. And I think we've talked about this Mm -hmm. in some past shows that, you know, he's the kind of kid that you ask him to go do something. You know, go go get me a screwdriver, and he comes back with a piece of cake on a plate because <laughs> he has no idea that you like. I like cake. Oh yeah, I, I have to go and do that. And literally, like that was like I remember this being a kid. Is like my dad telling my brother this, and he like literally went in and got himself a piece of cake and came back out. My dad was like, "Where the hell is the screwdriver?" And then he went back in the house, and like two minutes later, you hear him playing piano, and my dad's like. What the hell is this kid doing? You know, he comes out five minutes later. Where's the freaking screwdriver? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Goes back in. You know, like, that's the ADD part of it, that, like, they can't focus. I have actually put my son through his own set of tests and stuff. And I've told my wife that we'll give him a list, a verbal list of three things to do. I give him four. 
I need you to do this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, and I need you to do this. It is guaranteed on any given set of four that I can give him, he will drop one to two of those. He will not retain the other four, where some kids will be like, bing, 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 bing. So I said, we drop it to three. We drop it to three, he's dropping one out of three. So, you know, that's kind of how, I know we're trying to, we're drifting a little bit off the whole, you know, thing, but... um, to kind of go back to it, they're saying, you know, they give these kids these medicines, these bright, beautiful kids with all these special powers, and they just dull their shine. <sighs> this is just a case of horse shit. I'm sorry. Dull their shine. But, I love it. But, <laughs> Rainbow shit. Um, you know, looking into some of this research and stuff, and they're talking about younger indigo kids that have these special powers, rainbow kids or whatever. Um... When the line, uh, the towers went down, the World Trade Center, there was children that had these psychic abilities, and they boxed them in under these these psychic kids, drawing pictures of towers going down. These young kids saying, you know, um, there was a case in Brooklyn where uh, this freshman, I believe, is it a freshman, turned around and said, "Those two buildings across the street over there, they're going to be gone." And the teacher didn't really think anything of it. Following week, they're down. Police investigated it. Three different FBI came and investigated these kids. Because um, they thought they were terrorists. They no, put them on the terror I, watch list. They, they, the status is as I read through some of this. A lot of these statuses ended up as undetermined. How they have this now? How they have the knowledge? Kids drawing planes hitting towers, and they're like five years old, coloring. And then the next thing you know, the towers are down. Where was all this imagery coming from? And they kind of tied it in with this whole indigo thing. Um, And it happened all over, not just like New York. It happened in Dallas. Uh, And the, the authorities could not figure out how or why this phenomenon happened. Phenomenon. There it is again. It kind of like, sounds like, I don't know, Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really see it fitting into this whole That's... whole concept a little bit. But you're saying that they each each one of these kids is crystal, rainbow, meth, um, indigo. <laughs> they have their own individual powers, but they're you know they have the clairvoyant, they have psychic abilities, telekinesis, telekinesis. Crystals tend to have telekinesis. I don't. So why why? Why are these kids seeing this? I mean, how and how does it help if they're here to push the world in the right way? What what's making what by me going? I'm a fifth grader. I go to my teacher. You know, those buildings they're going to burn next week. They're going to the ground, and we're going to we're going to be in war. What is that doing? How is that helping the curve of the world? How is that keeping us out of a world war? Well, I don't think that. I mean, my whole impression of making the world a better place came from the fact that like they're. Especially indigos tend to be driven chain maker, change makers. Like they see things around them that they can't deal with, so they feel like they have to get, they have to change them. And that tends to have to do with like things like you know unfair practices and <clears throat> systems that don't work and things like that. But that goes back to what you're saying. You see these people in government now mm-hmm. who are are trying to be game changers and change the the um, outlook. Or, or put that, that shift in there, that motion to start it the other way. And I think we're at a point now that everything's on the table. It's not a closed door anymore. Right. There, 
There is so much that is like right out in plain sight that it can go in any direction. It's not being controlled one way or another. It's just all there. And that might be that might be something that's going on if you believe in this type of stuff. Well, I mean, it's kind of crazy that you think about like, you know, the whole thing that's going on in England and, you know, the United Kingdom right now where they're leaving the European Union mm-hmm. and how like that's such a crazy thing to happen. And no one would ever have thought that would have happened. But there was enough people that voted that in, so now it's going to happen, and, you know, they're going to leave the union. So that is, like, such a dramatic change, and it has to do with exactly what a lot of these things are. You know, it's people that were driven, people that looked at the system and didn't like it, wanted to change it, people that were frustrated that things weren't being progressive enough. So you get enough of those kids together that turn into adults then I think, you know, I don't know, out on the limb push. trying to make this, like, somewhat legitimate. There's enough roar. examples. Hear me roar. Yeah. And it's happening. But I think all these character characterizations of those 13 have always been in people. Because um, if you look at, <clears throat> if you look, if you take 13 people, you could take every one of those. You could find that over and over and over again. There's always a thread yeah. in somebody else that you can link to. Right, and you know, every generation has, has got its own set of characteristics. Right. You know, if you look right. at, like, Generation Xers compared to, like, Millennials, I mean, very, very different, each with their own unique set of characteristics that make them part of that group. But I'm, I'm like you. Just like, um, you know how you can see, you, you see, uh, this, is what I, this is what I see, but I see, when I look at people, I can see where, um, when I look at their faces, I can see... Or know somebody that, oh, that kind of matches together. There's the, always a link in this human DNA strand that will always put you together. Souls or whatever, I think, you know, when they say, oh, you know, soulmate, if you want to really go that that route, you could do something like that. But <clears throat> there are people that are just, I think, if you take six eggs and each egg has its own personality and in each egg you have, say, another 20 people in that egg. You know, you got 20 of the same people that are going to come out that way. You got 20 people that are going to come out of that next egg that are the same way. So there's always that tie, but yet we're still different. That's excellent. <laughs> yes, I served that up nicely. <laughs> it's excellent. I still like jelly beans. So it's just a weird label that this lady. She tapped into something. She, she tapped some into money. a cultural movement or something. Yeah, and she made some money. She probably sat back and looked at all the different decades and said, what moves here? What's working here? Okay, maybe in the future I see this being differently because if these if these kids have changed from the 70s out of the 60s or the 50s, okay, they're going to look back and say, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be in a, um, a situation where the, the countries are fighting in world wars. So I'm going to change the world. I am going to be that go-getter. And I'm going to find other people that are go-getters. So I think by going forward... They looked backwards. This lady looked backwards and said, well, nobody ever wants to be like that. You know, you always want better for your kids. You don't want them to go through what you went through, so you want them to change. You want them to be something different. So I think everything, it was already laid out. She just tapped into something. She just labeled it. She labeled Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. And now we got these special kids running around. But are they really special? Well, you know what I think we should do for real? 
We should go to one of those psychic fairs where they do the aura photography. <laughs> and we should have our aura photography taken. And we should see what color our auras are. Mine is black. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what color are you? Rob's going to be um, opalescent because he's a crystal child. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be see-through. Yeah. I don't have an aura. <laughs> Allison, you're going to be what? Like a bright purple? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Probably. I'm confused by this whole like aura sorting process now. Right. Well, and how that impacts everything else. Well, not to not to date this or label it. Crayola crayons getting rid of the color. Did you hear this? What color? No. Indigo. Brown. <laughs> Indigo. <laughs> brown. Why is it? Is there something with ship brown? No. Yeah. Um, they just announced it today that on Facebook they're going to post one color that they're taking out on Friday. So we don't know what the color is. Everybody's going to have to wait and see. What, what packs of Crayola? They just didn't say. Eight pack? They didn't say which ones. Um, yeah, because if it's an 8-pack, obviously you're taking color. a major color. But if it's like a 32-pack, like get rid of, 64, the, get rid of the white crayon. No one ever uses the white crayon unless you're using that colored construction paper. Ingenious crystal. Look at that. That's why I'm crystal white, child. White on white. Or like that weird orange peachy color that no one ever used either. Mm. Yeah, because like, that was kind of flake. Yeah, it was like, it was it was like not skin tone. Mm-hmm. Like you've colored somebody that way, and they just look like they had a really bad orangey tan. Mm-hmm. I say it's a marketing scheme. They want people to go out and buy more crayons. Yeah, because they're going to take one out, and that's going to be like a hot crayon. I got this crayon. Guess this what? This one was discontinued. This one was discontinued. Said Facebook. But <laughs> you're gonna find it on eBay like 20 years from now for like eight dollars. <laughs> right, half melted and all the paper all greased up. Oh, I remember that crayon. <laughs> remember that? You you kids don't have that color. The cow on eBay now. That'll be like 30 colors dolls. later. <laughs> My Little Ponies. So how do we? Vintage. Okay, so we got to. I got, okay, I'm all over the. See, A D D D H. So D. So, uh, what do we think? It's bullshit. We we pretty much on. This lady uh, just yeah, tapped into something. I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Tappy tapped into something. Tappy tapped. Although, before, just a little something here. Before Prince died and doing this research, his last two CDs, um, one of them, well, the New Age CD, was all about um, karma, uh, existence in another plane, and changing the world. He actually has a CD out there called The Rainbow Children. He was a weird dude, though. So be it, but he had rainbow children. Maybe he was. He studied on this, and he had... Um, I actually don't have that CD, but I'm looking to get it. But it was all about that whole thing. And when I did this research, I'm like, rainbow children. It clicked. I said, okay, so there's something to this whole idea. You know, obviously, there's something to any idea. If you want to put your energy and time into it, you can make it something. I did a lot of research on this when I was younger, too. You did do stuff on this? Yeah, because I used to watch Rainbow Bright. <laughs> you know, it was oh all the rainbow God. children. Literally, yeah, the rain, rainbow there was Violet. Back then, they were new, their new thing. What about the other ones across sea that no, were running around? It was in the 80s. They were already around. I thought rainbows were like from the 90s. Yeah, but no, they were after 2000, but the concept was already there. Oh, they just knew they were coming. What's yeah. the show with the four color things running around from across the seas, the cartoon? Teletubbies? Teletubbies. Everything, everything is revolved around colors. And with kids. But I know it's why. a cell technique. I know because they see things. Well, it's kids bright. Kids see they, colors first. Right. It's like one I of the get first that, things that but they learn. 
you know, maybe they're maybe they're into something else. Maybe Mosey, maybe. Cozy, and Tozy. What were the fucking Teletubbies? They were so weird. They I don't were, know. Like, freaky looking. It's just something wrong about. It's like big, huge men in costumes with fat bellies and little kid faces. Yep. <laughs> just like the Wiggles. Why, when I searched for Teletubbies, the first thing that came up after just Teletubbies was Teletubbies Lady Gaga. Oh, I thought it was Teletubby porn. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Wow, this show really took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> It's really got colorful. So, if you guys are out there listening and uh, you have some differing opinions on this subject, let or us know. If you're an indigo rainbow or a crystal child, or if us. you've moved on to the next level, you yeah, whatever the hell that's going to be. Six, seven, eight. Just don't. You know, you're not going to make it to nine. No. And if you have any ideas about what we can do for our audition tape, let us know that too. Yes. Yeah. Where can they send their information to? Parabiblepodcast at gmail dot com or. At Parababel everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But we don't use Instagram really, so don't go there. I gotta say, it feels feels pretty good to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like getting the rust off. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Everything's you know? right in my world again. Yeah. It's all colorful again. It's all indigo-y. Okay. Do we have any sprinkles with that, Rob? Sprinkles? Do we have There's sprinkles? some sprinkles on that donut there. No, no. I meant like, you know, rainbow sprinkles or something. No, could... why is something better, though? You have something... Story about how this song got stuck in your head, like it's gonna be stuck in mine now. Sorry. <laughs>